0: morning liberty well what is going on all of you liberty loving friends welcome back to another fantastic episode of the good morning liberty podcast i'm one of the hosts here charles chuck too tall stuck thompson with me as always as always new hat wearing freedom <laughs> fighting liberty loving knows just about everything there is to know but not everything Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. You
1: You got the full name in there this time. The full name. The whole thing. How's it going today? It's going pretty good, man. I've been sitting here listening to you teach a class on whatever the heck it is that you do every single Mm, day. God, you love it. And um, it's not the most boring thing I've ever done. Uh, One time I had to sit there and watch the drywall finish, the mud finish drying before I could sand it, and then put primer on it. That was way more boring to watch. That was way worse. Yeah, that was a lot worse. But uh, you're doing a good job. No, you're doing a good job so far.
0: We're just teaching people how to do a little programming. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Writing Writing a little bit of code for uh, specific healthcare software. (laughs) No, you know.
1: You know the thing. You know the thing. That's what we do. All right. Well, this as Charles Chuck. Well, the, stuck some people something.
0: Some people might not know that this isn't the only thing that we do. That's true. So yeah. there, we have a, a healthcare company. R- really, it's a software development company that works mainly in the healthcare space. Uh, that's one thing that we do. Uh, then we also have a podcast, and then we also have trading. That's essentially three things. Three that things. We do. we do more than three things, but. <laughs> Three main things that we do with our time, and and so I'm, find those things that you love, folks. And man, you'll see how fast the day goes by.
1: You know what they say: do two things that you love and one that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. That was an old, old Cambodian. That was Cambodian yeah, Cambodian it, from philosophy. Cambodia. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah. 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 And we I, talk. <laughs> I'm I trying learned to do that. My, Tell everyone I'm trying I to learn that in Spanish class. <laughs> please pause for station identification. Okay. This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk life, liberty, and pursuit the meaning every single day of the week when we want to. All right. Okay, good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> Charles, I can't wait for the last story. It's going to be so fun. But before we get to the really fun story, we have to go through a couple not fun stories. One of them involving the American Rescue Plan or something, whatever they're calling it these days, uh, the stimulus, you know, mm. the Biden stimulus, the $1.9 Oh, stimmy, stimmy. Now, obviously, he doesn't care $2.2 trillion stimulus worth about the country. It's only $1.9 trillion stimulus.
0: Well, he cares more, though.
1: But we got the $1,400 checks, which are now apparently counts. Apparently, those count as a $2,000 check. Same, same. Because you got $600 earlier, and so now this is fulfilling the promise of $2,000. But I don't understand why you wouldn't that have Trump
0: only... couldn't get done, <laughs> by the way.
1: I don't understand why you wouldn't have only done two hundred dollar checks because we'd already done twelve hundred and then we did six hundred. And so really they should have just passed a two hundred dollar stimulus. That way they could say that everyone that they passed a two thousand dollar stimulus. Wouldn't that make more sense? It no, would, I, except I mean, for less. the
0: fact that once inflation starts ramping up, you're not you're gonna need that fourteen hundred dollars for your gallon of milk. True. So Thank Very you true. to the live group for posting. I believe what was that Sam. Who was that?
1: I don't remember who posted it anymore. Thank
0: you for posting that. That was Sam. It was. So by the time inflation rolls around, you're going to need a wheelbarrow full of fourteen hundred one dollar bills to go get yourself that gallon of milk
1: for your kids. Just like in the old old Weimar Republic days, you know that's what we're heading towards right now. People don't think that we can hit hyperinflation in the United States, but really, it's going to. It's really going to come down to a few things. This is way different, by the way, because we're actually giving way more money and putting it into the hands of the people, which at first sounds like it's a better, more fair thing to do. right? If you're going to, if you're going to steal money from children 100 years from now, then why not give it to the people directly? But that is how you actually start getting the inflation, is putting it out there in the economy where it's actually changing hands. And then you start seeing rapid price inflation after that. Maybe this isn't going to do it. Maybe it's going to be the next $1,400 stimulus that's going to happen later. And then eventually, once we do this every six months, and then we're like, oh, well, we need it every three months. And then, well, maybe we have to pass one every single month. We'll eventually realize that what we're getting is universal basic income. Only they're just not gonna call it that. It's gonna be a stimulus check that arrives every two weeks from the from the government. <laughs> and it'll have to be more every single time. So, to actually make it matter. <laughs> but they put one really ridiculous thing in this that really it's a head scratcher. I'll tell you that.
0: Well, and, and I mean, think about this though. Literally, what is it? Ten percent of the one point nine trillion is going for STEMI checks?
1: Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah,
0: some, somewhere around there. I, I can't remember how many of people the, actually qualify.
1: Of the $1.9 trillion, $14 billion of it is going to vaccine distribution. Mm. So that tells you, are, are we actually going to stop the virus so we don't have to continue passing these stimulus bills that have all kinds of other junk in them? No, that's not really the plan here. They're, they're allotting, I don't know what percentage that is, if someone can get me a number crunch on that, $14 billion to help with the vaccine distribution out of this stimulus seems like maybe the vaccine is getting the crumbs out of this thing and not so, much, not so much the people. And I would feel like if you wanted to stop doing STEMI checks in the future, like if that were your plan, if you're actually trying to save the economy and make sure that we don't have to keep doing this, if COVID messed up the economy then maybe you would allot a, little, a a few more dollars towards making sure that the vaccine gets out there to people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that would have to be your plan. Your plan would have to be to stop doing this in the future. Well, and really the
0: plan is, we already heard it at the very beginning, is let, never let a good crisis go to waste. Of course. So the, we're, using, we're using coronavirus as that crutch now to get all the stuff we wanted. Now, we didn't get the, they didn't get the $15 minimum wage yet. But man, they made some progression on a few things. Tell me about what they. Tell me about what they put in here, man.
1: Well, uh, I was going to have you read besides this besides all one. the other stuff. That we, we can, I was going to have you read this one. Besides, I all, have some thoughts written out on the next article.
0: Besides all the other things we yeah, already covered, this is That's, from the Wall Street Journal. Now we are need. We do need to get the actual bill that was passed because it was amended by the Senate and sent back to the House. Did the House pass it's the Senate? Did they pass the Senate version?
1: Uh, I think the Senate passed the ver- the new version. So the House made. Different changes and sent it
0: back and it's, now the Senate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's we passed. need to figure out what they put in there or what they took out or whatever. Anyway, so this is the past bill now. This is in the past bill. This bill has it been signed.
1: Uh, I don't know if it's been signed it's been yet. Passed. They're still trying to wake Joe Biden up from his nap. Um, might be
0: waiting for signature. But anyway, uh, I don't think he's likely to veto this. <laughs> no, no. So this coming from the Wall Street Journal, Democrats to states. No new tax cuts can't do it. This is in the bill. It's in the bill. Democrats in Congress aren't satisfied with spending $1.9 trillion to help blue states and union friends. They've also launched a sneak attack against conservative states. Read their legislation's lips. No new state tax cuts. Not only that, I saw uh, DeSantis is the governor of Florida who said the way that they're doling out this money to the states is based on the severity of your COVID-19 uh, situation. And he's like, well, how's that fair? Yeah. You know, Florida has just as many people as the state of New York, and how New York's getting 20 times more money than we are. What's the deal, bro? Because we did a better job?
1: It's based on of, equity.
0: Of letting our people be free?
1: Yeah. Like most things, the 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 more bad decisions you made the more money you'll get. Mm. That's that's how this whole thing works out.
0: Kind of like the banks in the financial crisis. Yeah. The more bad decisions they made, <laughs> the, the better, the more money they got to be bailed out. That's the news from a provision added last week by Senate Democrats that limits how states and localities can use their $360 billion windfall. States can use the loot to provide government services, cover revenue losses during the pandemic, revenue
1: losses, (laughs) and
0: respond to the public health emergency or its negative economic impacts, including assistance to households, small businesses and nonprofits, or aid to impacted industries such as tourism, travel, and hospitality.
1: Now, before we move on, note that in the bill you are allowed to... uh, do things like assistance to households, to small businesses, nonprofits, or aid to different industries. You're allowed to do that with the money. If you want to just, if you want to give any of those people this money, that's okay. All right. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Can they create it like a rainy day
1: fund? Uh, we'll see.
0: Much of the relief will invariably flow to government union pension funds, which are underfunded in states like Illinois, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Weird. It's just weird. <laughs> To inoculate themselves from GOP attacks, Democrats specified in the bill that relief funds may not be used, quote, for deposit into any pension fund, but money is fungible. States can pay out of their general funds for pensions and use the federal cash for something else. (laughs) People do that all the time. Yep. Majority leader Chuck Schumer also snuck a provision into his perfecting amendment, allowing states to use federal funds to provide premium pay of up to $13 an hour and $25,000 total to workers who are performing such, such essential work as defined by the governor of each state. I love how they are like, here's some money with all these strings attached.
1: So you also can use the money to provide up to $13 an hour pay to people that the government decides. Are doing essential jobs. So you can use the money for that as well. Was that
0: an additional, like an additional $13 an hour on top of your base pay?
1: No, I would say just a supplement, but I'm not sure. Okay.
0: But here's the political gut punch. The bill explicitly bars states from cutting taxes. States shall not use the funds, the bill says, to either directly or indirectly offset a reduction in the next in the net tax revenue that results from a change in the law regulation or administrative interpretation during the covered period that reduces any tax by providing for a reduction in a rate a rebate or a deduction a credit or otherwise or delays the imposition of any tax or tax increase
1: so (laughs) that and what amanda just just got it just hit the nail right there on the coffin all right that would be an actual stimulus for the state's economies. Yeah. All right. You're allowed to take the money and you can pump it in the households. You can pump it in the businesses. If you want to do that, you can take all that, but you cannot cut taxes and then say that some of this money would would cover some of the money that the state might lose in quotation marks if they were to cut taxes, which would actually be a stimulus for the people. You can't let the people actually keep some of their own money. No, you can't. You can't let the people keep their own money. You have to take the money and then, and then send it out in these ways. This, this money cannot cover you not taking the money from people in the first place. It cannot cover that. I mean, just think about economic stimulus. What does is, what is, uh, Nashville, what does Tennessee do or Nashville do if they want to stimulate their economy one or two weekends a year?
0: Hmm. I, I know. Oh, I know. What is it? We have a tax-free weekend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Lots of states do this, actually. I know. It's it's unbelievable.
0: Oh, the irony.
1: It's, I just can't wrap my head around, well, I can, I understand why they're doing it, because they don't want this to lead to any tax cuts for anyone, because there's a couple reasons. One, they lose some of their power over what could happen with money in the future, the state's need to receive this money back. The people have to be dependent on the federal government passing these things. So you have to make sure that that doesn't happen. And you also don't want people to see that a good stimulus would be just, uh, I don't not having to pay taxes or paying way less taxes. It just don't make no sense, man.
0: Mm, except for what your incentive. Yeah. What's your agenda?
1: It makes sense inside of the agenda. Exactly. You, you are right about that. And they're, you
0: know, again, they're not trying to hide anything. Uh, of course, they, are, they, the IR put it in a seven hundred page bill, but uh, to specifically point this out to say um, that you can't use this extra money as a, as a safety net or a windfall to give your citizens more money. It's just, it's <laughs> in, unbelievable how the federal government tries to control
1: literally everything. But in a specific way, because you can use the money to give that money to the people. Like, directly through government aid, if you want to do that. So you can cut the checks. But you can't use the money to help yourself steal less money from the people on the front end. You can't use it for that. It's nuts, man. Completely nuts.
0: That's crazy.
1: Man, okay. There's a bunch of
0: crazy stuff in the stimulus bill, but...
1: Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, what they've done, the, the child tax credits are insane in this. I... So this is the first time I ever regretted not having kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think a family of four gets like almost nine thousand dollars or something like that. Since,
1: and they call it a tax rebate, even if you're someone who wasn't even going to pay taxes in the first place. Right. <laughs> so, well, oh, that's because man. it's considered a credit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: all right. Uh, Cookie for all those families who have a lot of kids.
1: <laughs> A cool story here from cool story, bro, here from NBC news. I cannot believe that NBC news ran this story. It's insane. It's called the title here is I backed Biden and the Democrats, but their pro union bill could kill my career. Now, what page did you find this on Nate? It just popped right up in my feed. Oh, I I was scanning through news on, on Apple. It was right there. Yeah.
0: I, I bet you had to scroll for a long time.
1: Well, the news app knows what news stories I'm likely to click on, I guess. So they put that a uh, right leaning tag on there, or whatever the can, the libertarian leaning tag on the news story, and and that's what I'm getting. But
0: this thing's got 28 views.
1: So, so what they're talking about here is the Pro Act, which we've talked about extensively. The Pro Act is essentially a carbon copy. Of what California did to the gig economy, which was then later repealed by even the people in California who thought that it was such a terrible idea after it went through, at least parts of it were repealed. And now they're trying to do this nationwide. Nationwide.
0: Because obviously it worked so well in California, it was, man.
1: It was so good that in such a the, success, the most liberal state in the country, two years after it was passed, they voted to repeal it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, after they passed it, their homeless is gone now. They have no more homelessness. Yeah. They're no longer the number one state with homelessness. Oh, Actually, they are.
1: I, I lied. Are they not? Are They, they are? No, they are. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's get into this. The PRO Act. We talked about it before. This matters a lot for Uber drivers, which we'll be talking about here in the next story. But this is written from the person that's an op-ed they're, they're writing from their point of view. So this is a good story it's good to tell stories from from real people and this is someone who supported biden a lot so much so that they actually wrote a book about it and is now wondering whether or not they would still be able to have a job if if something that biden has now endorsed he endorsed the pro act, and uh, whether or not they even be able to have a job after that so
0: real people with real stories don't i count as an
1: american worker well yes you do and if i don't what's his name and if i don't <laughs> then what exactly have i been supporting all these years i don't know bob and this is well, a, we're gonna get to it a a uh, from a woman here oh, so okay use your uh, female what our society has deemed to be female names if all you right. want to do that karen yeah. just because <laughs> karen. you're a karen you still count as an american worker She's an ex-Karen, though. We'll see. see. Last year, like many other Democrats, I took action. I campaigned, responded to social media misinformation, (laughs) and donated money to candidates. I celebrated when Joe Biden was announced as the winner of the presidency and when Democrats took back the Senate. I'm facing a painful truth. The man I prayed would become president could sign a piece of legislation that would kill my career as a freelance writer. Mm, mm, mm. This is an NBC News, man. Wow. Come on. Right now, my party is pushing a bill called the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, or the Pro Act, and an ostensible bid to help gig workers exploited by employers who won't give them the health care coverage and other benefits. But because of a problematic clause in the bill, it's far more con than pro for me. It's the pro act, remember? Mm. The bill could end my ability to be my own boss, set my own hours, and otherwise live the American worker's dream, which is to not have a boss anymore. That is almost everyone's dream, eventually. According to the ABC test, and by the way, the ABC test, which we talked about in California's law is the test you have to go through to determine whether or not someone is an employee. And if they fit one of these criteria, oh. then they're an employee. Parker's pretty good at the ABC test. Yeah. It's a four, four-year-old. According to the ABC test, businesses need to, to treat someone like me as an employee with all the rights and benefits it entails, even if I'm writing only a single story for them. Ditto for all types of creatives who support themselves through gigs like actors, artists, and musicians how many companies will continue to use our services under these circumstances? It's simply not feasible. Being an employee might sound like an improvement for me, but the least I ever made as a full-time freelancer was still far more than I ever made on someone else's payroll. I've supported my family of four this way for 20 years. Mm. And a little bit of data here. According to Upwork's 2020 independent workers report, 75% of independent contractors who left employers to freelance Say they make the same or more money now. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that 79% of independent contractors prefer to retain their independent status over being employees. Mm. How are we, how is it that people like Bernie and Warren and Biden now all get to go out there and push this legislation, forcing all of these people into being employees? And 79% of people who are freelance workers want to remain independent contractors, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics.
0: Well, they haven't talked to anybody, clearly.
1: The <laughs> issue is there's, there's a, well, let's say one in five American workers are independent contractors. The other people who don't do any type of independent contracting are all just deciding that all the independent contractors want to be employees like them so they can hate their lives. See, when people mainly are in Mainly unions. Yeah, it's mainly unions, of course. See, when people are in a job that they hate, they when people are in a situation that they hate, they typically want to bring people into it with them so they can feel better about their own lives. And that's what's happening to all the independent contractors is a bunch of people who have bosses now want to force all of those people into also having bosses because they want them to share in the hell with them. That's all I can surmise from the whole situation yeah. so far.
0: An old saying, uh, misery loves a group. <laughs>
1: That's, that is what they said. Yeah. Misery loves corporations. But for the <laughs> one in five American workers who are independent contractors, that option might disappear. Last year, when California enacted a bill known as AB5 that supposedly protected gig workers from exploitation, it used the ABC test. The stories of lost work in more than 150 professions were heartbreaking. And we heard multiple times how the law particularly hurt women, people of color, and parents of children with disabilities who often choose the flexibility of freelancing, especially if they face workplace discrimination. The legislature later had to pass a bill to clean up the mess and voters overturned part of it in a referendum. This is something I want to say to the person writing story. That's the story. That's, the, that's where I stopped right there who was a Democrat, who was wondering, they supported Biden, this needs to be your wake-up call. They don't care about you at all. Mm-mm. They do not care about you. They care about getting votes, and they care about getting their campaigns financed by unions. And unions do not like freelance workers Mm-mm. at all because well, then they don't get to collect their union dues. Right.
0: Freelance workers don't pay
1: dues, man. Yeah. And they don't like that. There's this weird idea that, that because unions are for the workers, that somehow they're, they're just these great, uh, virtuous, beautiful angels that run these organizations because they're constantly trying to get higher pay for their workers. And I'll tell you what, man, that's a, that's a bunch of horse malarkey. It, they're just trying to get more dues. Yeah, what's what, the incentive? You guys ever watched the gangster movie before, by the way? pretty much all those good gangster movies. I'm surprised that in a society where we grew up with all of these, I mean, you realize that you go like Jimmy Hoffa, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You go to to these gangster movies and they're freaking union bosses out there having people killed and everything. How do we grow up on movies like this and still come out with the idea that unions are these amazing virtuous organizations? Yeah. (laughs) I don't get it at all. But what this person needs to realize is that if someone says that they're doing something for you, they're lying unless they're actually going to not take things away from you by force. Like if I say, I'm going to cut your taxes to help you. That's about the only thing. If I say that I'm going to steal from other people and then I promise I'll help you later, then that's, then they're lying to you. That's, that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really all I have to say about that. I think this is a really
0: cool story though, because then, you know, sometimes, you know, I was talking on the show Monday and I was saying, you know, sometimes I feel like there's no hope. Uh, I feel like that uh, I, I feel a little pessimistic. I'm like, well, what, what is going to have to happen? And I think sometimes your own backyard has to get uh, rubbed the wrong way,
1: mm-hmm. in mm-hmm.
0: essence, for you to start to understand that no matter what team you're on, you'll start to realize that they don't actually care about you and what you do. They only care about one thing. And that's that's getting elected, getting reelected, staying in a, a position of somewhat power so that it, they can be famous and make a lot of money. They're, they're trying to do what everyone else is trying to
1: do. That's about it.
0: But they're the, the way they do it is through scheming and making you believe. Now, could Biden be a good person and actually want to help people? That's possible. But as Milton Friedman said, we have to look at these policies as of, and how they actually play out. Not what their incentives are, or what their intentions are, you know what
1: the, their results are. The road to hell
0: is <clears throat> paved with bad incentives with with politicians' incentives, okay <laughs> That's what it's paved with and so so we that's pretty awesome you don't know hey, what I we're laughing busting about.
1: Busted out the memes. If
0: you don't know what we're laughing at, then you guys need to get inside of the Discord <laughs> The group.
1: Discord chat's quiet today. Everyone's in here hanging out, but no one's... Uh, hey, everyone get in there and type. It's because the Discord thing's a little bit harder when you're watching on your phone to, to swipe to away type from while it you're and, watching. and type while you're doing it. Yeah.
0: But patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, you can get in and see what we're laughing about. Uh, if you don't, then you get to keep listening to all these inside jokes. but that's what i'm getting at you have to look at the incentive you have to look at the intention of these policies uh this poor lady it took her a long time to realize that her own team doesn't care about her Mm. whatsoever Uh, these people are out for themselves unions are out for themselves unions their whole goal we talk about corporations and making profit for their shareholders what about the the union and their board Making profit off the dues, like we, that's that's the whole job of a union is to make more dues and give out more bonuses to their executive team.
1: We never talk about we never talk about how much money the union bosses are making. Right, we don't talk about them at all. They're we never talk about in the who news. The, the CEO, how much the CEO is making. Okay, um, the next story here, Charles. You can read us the news story on it. I've got a couple videos. So I woke up this morning. To this ridiculous saga going on about this, did you see any videos of the Uber driver being assaulted by his passengers no. because he was um, asking them he was asking them to wear a mask because they have to wear a mask mm,
0: in there? I have not seen that,
1: and it led to some to a a ridiculous situation that happened, which was on video. Luckily, the guy had a dash cam, and uh, it was caught on video, but. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out in the whole situation who the victim is, which we'll we'll discuss. We'll try to figure out who the victim in the car is.
0: Anyway, this coming from the hill, maskless passengers assault Uber driver who refused them a ride. A group of women can be seen in a recently released video assaulting a San Francisco Uber driver who refused them a ride because they were not wearing masks. The incident occurred on Sunday after 32-year-old Subcar Kata Kafka. <laughs> Who is one? Of, who is of South Asian descent. That's why I
1: had to get the order correct on the story. <laughs>
0: requested that one maskless woman put on a face covering and drove to a gas station so that she could purchase one. When she refused, he asked that all of the women exit his vehicle. The video shows one of the women then ripping her mask off, yelling, F, the masks. Not just F, though. There's a couple other lines. <laughs> yeah, these with truck.
1: These videos, by the way, are going to have uh, quite a bit of cursing in them. I'll go ahead and recommend That you put earmuffs on your children if you were listening.
0: So she yelled F the masks at Kodka and coughing at him. So not only was she not refusing to wear one or ripped her mask off, she just coughed on him. (coughs) Speaking of that, I got to cough a little bit. She also reached into the front seat and removed his mask from his face at one point and snatched his phone away from him. After Kotka ended the ride and the women exited the car, one reached back into an open window and pepper sprayed into the car and toward him, police told the San Francisco Gate.
1: I, I've been trying to figure out who we were supposed to feel bad with, for, and it was actually pretty difficult for me to figure that out this morning based on what all the Twitter comments were. And we'll go through what some of those are, but first, we will play said video. <laughs> And then I got corona. What you do? What's
0: Fuck you to get the not get that. I'm not
1: going to you i not going to i not to get not i so this eventually leads wow. to them spraying pepper spray at him in the car when they got mm. out of the car as well. And and so the take online has been quite difficult to to understand because obviously there's people on both sides of the story. The driver himself, by the way, who I did eventually come that, come to finding out in my head was obviously the victim in this scenario because of what was going on. Uh, the driver himself has said that they were being this way towards him because of his race. So even he's saying that this was because of racism. <laughs> even, okay. even the driver is saying that. But then the person, the girl who ripped his mask off, in there, is was then saying that this has nothing to do with race. You not about to leave girls just anywhere you want. And so then people on Twitter were deciding that women are victims in the scenario because they can't be left. Uh, in bad neighborhoods, she said that the lady said that the driver was going to leave them in a bad neighborhood. And uh, and so this was actually the victim, that women were the victim in this scenario, because it's unsafe for them to walk around in specific neighborhoods. And this is something that men don't have to deal with. Weren't they at the gas station? Um, he stopped at a gas station to buy her a mask because she didn't have one. So he went and bought her a mask, and then she still refused to to wear the mask mm. after that by the way uber has a policy uh, saying that you have to wear a mask inside of the car but this was really you know i was really confused about what we were gonna figure out um you know i, I we got to know who the victim is because who are we going to support in the situation i don't know i'm i feel confused and lost well, i'm confused i'm super confused about this let's uh let's play uh let's play her response to this also
0: my boyfriend taught me he taught me, don't let nobody play with you, smack the fuck out them. That's what I was taught. So if y'all boyfriends told y'all to let this Uber, let y'all get out the car and get robbed or whatever the fuck would have happened. Now that's on y'all. <laughs> the hell no. And he lucky as hell I ain't have nothing on me on mamas. Because if he would have played with me, bruh, it would have been a whole different story. For real, you're not about to kick me out on the freeway. I, everybody I know. Seventy-five percent of people I know would have smacked the shit out of him or done some crazy ass off the wall shit. All I did was smack, take his mask off, and cough a little bit. But I ain't even have corona, so at the end of the day, okay, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, that was disrespectful. It's like I'm a dead ass wrong for that, but it could have been avoided. Period, point blank. It could have been
1: avoided. You could. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> That's what <I> was <laughs> okay
0: you're right okay you're right that was that was disrespectful i shouldn't have done that
1: listen i'm not about to dry my feet on somebody's couch like it's something to do i got a little more sense than
0: that i just (laughs) i wouldn't just take off his mask no i didn't do that yeah i remember talking taking off his mask why because he's trying to drop us off in the middle of nowhere all right that's why so So, what a great video what a great response and then the best one though she said everybody i know 75% 75% of the people I know.
1: <laughs> she was like, oh, what? wait, I know a couple same people. Hold on.
0: <laughs> so everybody I know, 75% is the same as everybody.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, it's the same thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, from watching the video, they were mostly peaceful. I could, you know, we don't know what happened the rest of the time. Obviously, they were calm, cool, and collected.
1: <laughs> so Twitter was having a hard time figuring out who the victim was because there were supporters on both sides. You realize so that we got to go through this. You know, you got to figure out. Who's got the biggest victimhood status here? Because the driver, he was South Asian. He, you know, he's not white. So he's obviously, he still could be a victim in some kind of ways, but he's not, he's not black. And so there, there's still, you know, we don't know where exactly that lies, but you know, what's going against him also. They're all women. Yeah. And he's a man.
0: So he's definitely above them.
1: So now... Well, we
0: don't know. We actually don't know what his gender identity is.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. I guess we don't know that. So somebody yeah. needs
0: to ask him that. We're missing mm-hmm. part of our data here. Yeah. We don't know. We're, we're assuming through our sheer transphobia, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> obviously,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that based on his appearance and his, uh, the depth of his voice, I keep saying his, obviously, so I'm, I'm assuming that he's probably a man and would identify as one as- uh, just based on how he presents himself.
1: So the, but the person who assaulted him and who ripped his mask off of his face and tried to take his phone and all that. Now she was a was a woman, we think, and, and as far as what she said in her Instagram, it does seem like she's a woman because she said that he was trying trying to leave a woman out in the middle of nowhere somewhere. She was worried about getting
0: robbed in the mm-hmm. middle of a robbery. Yes, in the middle <laughs> I'm worried about getting robbed as I'm taking your phone. Like,
1: you can't let me out of the car. <laughs> There's dangerous people out here. <laughs> but <That's... laughs> the fact that the fact that he was a man and she was a woman, so now we've got our we got our hierarchy getting all messed up. Mm. Okay, but I'm not sure what her race was. Now she was light skinned, but I don't know for sure that she was white. And we also don't know what she identifies as. All right, we don't we don't know for sure what that is and we don't know what exactly It was south asian now it depends on what country that is asians are really big continent there's different victim hierarchies among amongst different people now if he was straight up asian like if he was from china then obviously he's well above all the other ones because of his math skills you know and so we gotta we gotta potentially, bring that in. We don't potentially know. Yeah, yeah but i don't know for sure but um there's also the the other women in the car were black and so they You know he is a man and they're black women so i don't know which one is going to weigh out here plus they didn't hit the guy and they still got kicked out of the car remember people were mad at the uber driver for kicking them out of his car because that's something that only a man would do to a woman because a man doesn't understand that it's dangerous for women to be out there on the street and Mm -hmm. so there is a little bit of male dominance happening here but they were refused service also and they were black at the same time Mm. even though there was an assault that took place in the car now we got to go over the idea that some of the people who were refused service were also black this is getting
0: this is getting sticky
1: so you see how when i saw the story i was like wait who's who's the victim here well hang on because now now we also we have covid Oh, We're still in the yeah. middle of a global pandemic, Nate. Over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. half a million Americans have died. And he was trying to do the right thing we by know, wearing a mask. We don't know yeah. his
0: comorb- his comorbidities. Mm-hmm. Perhaps he's got high blood pressure, maybe diabetes. He's trying yeah. to protect himself. Or it could be that he, has, he could be a carrier of COVID and not know it because he doesn't have any symptoms. He's not having a fever. He's still trying to do his job and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. He's trying to protect everyone in the car making sure that he doesn't get it and pass it along to his family if he has one, or making sure that if he has it, he's not giving it to them because really the mask is to to help each other out. Yeah. And so then you have the old question, well, should Uber be running anyway in the middle of a global pandemic because people are too close together in cars? Well, well you just but, landed
1: on part of the problem that but people... They, that but, but they are. What a lot of people agreed on was that Uber was the bad person here. Yeah. And and so we we did figure that out.
0: So now, where does COVID fit in the hierarchy of victimhood? I don't know
1: because it kind of makes everyone a victim. But then- and was one of those girls a princess? <sighs> there, you're was, at the top of the victimhood status yeah. totem pole, right there. Were
0: they did they yeah. used to be part of the royal family? Mm. And but now they're no longer a part of the royal. They re, they recused themselves from the royal family.
1: That is very possible because yeah.
0: that we don't mm-hmm. know that inference. See, we're missing a lot of data. So now. When I'm hopping on Twitter trying to figure out who I'm mad at, it, I get very confused. And so now I think I'm just going to post two different things. <laughs> just Maybe I'll create. Six. I'm going to create two accounts, and I'm going to argue with myself on the post about who's more the victim here.
1: <laughs> which What's really funny is at the end of the girl's video, she says, "This is why I use Lyft," and then Lyft replied and banned her from their platform too. <laughs> And then there were people giving Lyft hell because Lyft was doing this.
0: <laughs> Man, I don't know which way is up. and well, I, don't, I can't tell up versus sideways and down versus up.
1: This is what happens when you live in a completely subjective victimhood world where we have to try and figure out who's, and it's not even what these people have been through in their lives. It's what their ancestors went through that determines what their victimhood status is. Look, And
0: at the end of the day, we actually know the real enemy here. Mm -hmm. And the real enemy is capitalism.
1: That's you. Ma'am. So nailed it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) At the end of the day, you could argue over whose race is what race and who's uh, higher up on the victimhood and who we should support and everything like that. We all know that we don't know who to support. But we know who to be. We know what to be against, and that's capitalism.
1: Yeah, because if because, it weren't for capitalism, Uber wouldn't have existed, and this situation would have never happened. Yeah,
0: if it wasn't for capitalism, yeah. then greed wouldn't have festered, mm-hmm. and out of the pursuit of profits by Uber, preach, and their tyrannical company, we wouldn't have had Uber, <laughs> so we wouldn't have had this situation together. Those women would still be in their homes and not getting that ride out to wherever they were going, and they wouldn't have been left stranded. So, this is. So this is this in, is the reality we live in today folks. In, in, this,
1: <laughs> in this situation by the way what actually happens is and by the way this was then reported as anti maskers assault an Indian Uber driver mm. who was asking him to put masks on. We're not going to
0: mention. Well really it's anti masker <laughs> there were two ladies that were compliant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're just <laughs> So the anti masker is the actual enemy here. And we can't talk about the fact she's a woman or any of the stuff like that. But on her evil status, the fact that she's an anti-masker has now thrown her over the top on people that you should be mad at. Because, well, because she's, she an an probably so,
0: she's probably a, a QAnon yeah. supporter.
1: Abs- those, that was a backseat full of Trump supporters if I ever seen them. Mm-hmm. Right there. Yeah, for sure. And. Here's the other thing. The actual victim here was the Uber driver who was trying to follow the rules and was inside of his own personal property telling people that they need to put masks on. Guys, if you're an anti-masker, you think masks are stupid, anything like that, then don't get in someone else's car or go in their house or anything where they say that you have to wear a mask to be in there. Yeah, because
0: what's okay. So what now we're getting to what's the libertarian solution here? Well, whether or not you agree with masks, if somebody wants you to wear a mask in their house or they say, hey, you can't come in my house unless you wear a mask. A car is an extension of your
1: house. That's your property. There's also a guy conducting business, and this is his business right here. This is his
0: business. And so if somebody wants you to comply with something, then you have to do that, or they can refuse you service. That's the libertarian answer. Whether or not it's moral or whether or not masks work, or none of those arguments matter. If I ask you to take your shoes off when you come in my house and you refuse to take your shoes off, and that's something that I cannot stand, well then I'm sorry, which I don't have that policy at my house, by the way, but if I, I if I did, then I would I would ask you to leave. And if you didn't leave, then I would I would call the cops or some form of mediation to say you were trespassing on my property. I didn't I don't want you there with your shoeless self <laughs> stinking up my house after I just lit them candles, man. you know i don't want your toes hair your toe hairs falling into my carpet i gotta vacuum up
1: Uh, so this is um this is where we landed was that the driver was the victim in the scenario that's what actually where we landed but that is not exactly where all of the social media people landed the bulk of them i would say were talking about how crazy the girl was for sure all right i don't blame people for being confused though i i I didn't i I was confused when i first looked at it that's why i went through this whole the, this whole line of events in my head this morning when I woke up.
0: Well, this is the problem. This is the problem with victimhood status is that once you, once it's someone else's fault, then you have to figure out where you fall on that totem pole and who can actually oppress who. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to the level of the individual. And I can tell you the person to blame is the, the lady who wasn't wearing a mask and who started the assault. Yeah. That's the person to blame. She was the oppressor. She's in the, the She's yeah. the individual. That's the actual oppressor. So it comes all you have to break it all the way down to level individual. Everyone else started off decently until she escalated the situation. Now then of course the other people became oppressors too. They they shouldn't have done what they did either. But if that if you want to know who started the whole thing, based on the video evidence that I've seen, it's that lady.
1: Yep. 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 Uh, tell plus everyone, she doesn't know the difference
0: between everybody and 75%.
1: <laughs> tell everyone about joining the Patreon and we'll sign off.
0: So when the internet doesn't cut out, folks, we have a complete live stream of our show uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. No, no ad live reads or nothing. Y'all, Only the podcast people get that. Y'all people in the Patreon group, you're paying for something special. And you know what? That's to see our beautiful faces. That's to interact with our, with the, with the entire group post the gifts of all gifts if you want to and we get to laugh till inside jokes it's a lot of fun you guys need to sign up patreon.com good morning liberty it's only five bucks a month and if you sign up for the whole year you get a 15 percent discount
1: mm. it's literally nothing someone just did that yesterday actually yeah.
0: five yeah. times 12 is 60 and then 60 and minus 15 percent, you're going to save yourself uh, nine dollars so pff, wow 51 bucks for the entire year what else can you get for 50 dollars Shoot, by the time the stimulus thing's past you, you won't even be able to get gas for $50 a gallon.
1: Give us your stimmies.
0: So, <laughs> sign up. <laughs> Patreon.com slash GoodMorningLiberty. Be part of the live group. Nate, what's going on with Game Stonk, man?
1: Uh, it's up and down. Tell up, you what. Up, yeah. It's up and down. It's real It's real up and down. And I uh, took one trade on it today. I already, had, uh, I already had some money in it from like two weeks ago, that actually, when I got in. and And so, I did cash that out today. And uh, got in a few different options plays. So if you guys want to know where to do that, you can go to mastermystonks.com. That's Liberty Trading Academy. Use the promo code SAVE20 to get 20% off your first two months. Mastermystonks.com. All right, guys. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell your aunt and tell your communist uncle. And then tell your socialist cousin that they don't have to be like their crazy commie dad anymore that they can come and listen to the good morning liberty podcast every day of the week when we want to all right if you do all of that and i mean all of it then we'll be right back here again tomorrow same liberty time same liberty place you stay classy good morning liberty